planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hey, this is Harlot from the Butcher Babies. This is George Corp from the Fisher from Kelvin Corp. Hey, this is Rex from Kill Devil Hill. This is Wednesday 13. This is from Yellow Dobby. This is from Water. You're listening to Rabbit Noise. On Rabbit Radio. Turn it up. Hey, Devin. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you doing, man? Yeah, good, dude. Good. Yeah, how have you been? All right? Yeah, it's been, um, you know, it has been... It's been good. It's been intense. It's been more than it has been ever, really, in terms of um, attention and workload and all these sorts of things. But I certainly found ways to, to kind of keep myself a little more uh, calm during it all than it used to be. Well, uh, your new album, Transcendent, sounds like you guys really pushed yourselves to the limits with this one, man. Uh, not just with writing, but production as well. You know, I've got a lot of love for this album, man, and I've only had it about a week. Are you as proud as it as it, as it sounds? Like uh, it's one of your it's it's one yeah. of your best man. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very proud of it. I mean, I think the thing for me with DTP at this point is is I really want to do it for the sake of the band, for the sake of the audience, and for the sake of the fact that I still really do enjoy playing this style of music. But doing it without um, the like a real authentic reason. You know, without really connecting to it emotionally, it's it's you might as well not do it at all. So I'm proud of this one because, like you had mentioned, we all did push ourselves a limit. And for me, I really pushed myself to find an angle to connect to it. And I think it's actually really great, man. Oh, dude, it's it's phenomenal. It's like one of your best. Thank definitely. You. Yeah. Thank uh, you, dude. It's it. As a 25 years in, I'll take that, man. That sounds yeah. great. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, everyone's loving it, man. All my mates have got it. Everyone's like buzzing on it, dude. It's yeah, it's definitely cool. And the track, the track higher feels yeah. like you know, it, it embraces everything that is Devon Townsend. You know, everything from strapping to Ocean Machine to deconstruction. Was that the plan when writing that one, or did it just sort of come out that way? It came out that way because of the theme. I mean, one of the most interesting parts of this project for me was. Um, the opportunity to, to explain to the band why I write the way that I do. And Hire is a good, ex- Hire is a good example of that because I wrote that song to represent a certain emotion, you know what I mean? To go from uh, a place of uncertainty to a place of anger to a place of triumph, you know what I mean? And, and that kind of process of going from one place to another is, is really, it's necessary to get all those sorts of different dynamics, right? So it's fortunate that that was something that was interesting to me this time around because it, it ended up, you know, being a song that, that did that, right? Yeah, man. And you work with the band on this one too. Uh, do, you, do you feel like uh, you're closer as a team now after working together on it? Yeah, very much. And I apologize here today too, man. I'm I'm lying down. I, I kind of messed up my foot, and my my head's a little cloudy today. So if I'm if my answers aren't as as to the point as they sometimes are, I apologize. But um, oh, nice. so yeah, with the band, with with, with the band, we um, we did work really hard together. And I mean, I 
wrote the record for the most part, uh, other than the song Higher, very much like I had written any other record, but the way that we put it together, the, the process that we used to teach each other, you know, for me to teach them the parts and for them to really get into the parts was really collaborative. And, and yeah, now I think we're much closer than ever. And I think it's it's just I'm hoping that we can get to a point where, you know, I can get them a little bit more money too so they can, you know, they can feel like it's uh, it's 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 been worth the effort for them, right? Yeah, yeah, no, totally understand that one, man. And uh, you know, you've you've recently you've re-recorded Hyperdrive, Kingdom, and now Truth. Is that going to be an ongoing thing? And and what made you sort of pick those songs to revisit? Well, I mean, one thing about my career and music that I do is I never feel like I get it right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no matter what it is that I do, I just it's never right. So if there's a song that I've written in the past that I like and something that I'm writing currently seems to have a place in it um, for that theme, whatever that original, like Kingdom or Hyperdrive or, or, or Victim or anything, then I'll certainly take another kick of the can. You know, I uh, I have no no shame in, in redoing things. And there's a good chance I'll keep redoing it too just because... Like I said, man, it's never right. It will never be right. It can't be right just by uh, the definition that perfection just doesn't exist, right? But in my head, I just want to keep striving and getting closer and closer and closer. So an opportunity like this album where the theme of it led into something like truth was uh, was uh, um, an excuse for me to take another try at it. See, but I've, I've always loved that song, and... I love how you're doing it. It's sort of like you're connecting these other songs to, or, or these other albums to what you're doing now. So it's just kind of like one. Yes, totally. It's beautiful, man. That's it's it. So exactly. Good. Love it. Thank you, man. I mean, that's that's you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, everything that I've done um, musically, uh, the book, uh, personally, it's all one thing. You know, it's like my whole trip is one thing. And so uh, there's there's sort of tethers between it all that um, that connect it back to the beginning and and hopefully into the future and all these sorts of things and uh, and ultimately when I'm dead and gone I just hope that uh, whatever you know whoever gets a chance to hear whatever it is that I that I do recognize that it is just you know one thing it's just one middle class white Canadian male's definition of of how awesome he thinks. It is. <laughs> <laughs> you also got um, your your cover of uh, Transdermal Celebration, and that man, mm-hmm. I love that wheat song. Is that always the uh, the plan to to tie that in with the album. Yeah, we was there was a good five years there that basically all I listened to was Ween. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I had. Uh, all the records and went to the shows and I just loved them. I, they just seemed to be so like they just did whatever the fuck they wanted. And, and I mean, I love that. And I love the fact that amidst all their, you know, blue huffing records, they'd have something like White Pepper that was just such an unbelievably beautiful album. You know what I mean? It was just they were just really inspiring. And not only that, they were like a band that the whole DTP got into because we all come out of a different place. You know, I mean. I like what I like, and you know, Ryan and Brian and Dave and Mike, they all come from a totally different school of thought. But Ween was a band that we all kind of could agree on. So it just seemed like an appropriate 
band, but that song, aside from the band, that's just one of the best songs ever written, in my opinion. So, you know, to have a song close off this record that I also didn't write, it just all things sort of made sense with it. I agree, man. It is probably one of the best songs ever written. That song gets me right in the feels. Yeah. <laughs> me too, man. You've just, of course, uh, released your book, and I'm so keen to read it, man. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a slow, I'm a bit of a slow reader. Is there going to be like an audio version, audio book version of it? That would be cool, actually. I mean, you say you're a bit of a slow reader. I'm a bit of a non-reader. Like I just don't read. And um, and uh, you know, when it comes to writing. Like, I came at this thing, because I had a ghostwriter at first, which sounds really, um, really fancy to say, but I dictated all this stuff to this guy, and then he wrote it out for me. But then when I read it back in somebody else's words, I was just like, oh, this doesn't fucking work. It's like, it's it's too personal of a thing to have interpreted through somebody else's language. So, So I started rewriting it, and I ended up writing the whole thing, ultimately. I mean, based off of this guy's text i just rewrote the whole thing and and the process of doing that man was really crazy because it forced me to really confront a lot of things that i have done in the past and and a lot of patterns that until such time as i had written them out like that i didn't actually recognize that they were patterns and then that forced me to sort of reassess um you know, a lot of things in my life and the control issue that ultimately led to sort of opening it up with transcendence a bit or, or things in the future, you know, my inability to um, have fun or, you know, I, I never allow myself pleasure of any sort. It's always, you're always beating yourself up all the fucking time, the work of all the time. And, and after writing the book, I was like, oh, man, like if your goals in life are to become better than you are, and to become happier, then you really need to start doing the dirty work of, of changing some of these things. And so the book, what started as something that I just needed to do to sort of keep the boat afloat, ended up being something that was of you know immense significance to me and is as important, maybe even more so, than any of the records that I've done. And it's a really cool project. I went to Iceland and I did an acoustic record for it that comes with it and I don't know, man. All in all, that was a that was a hell of a project. That was a really challenging one on a personal level to complete. Sounds like it, man. It would have been hard to sort of just sit there and write out from day dot. But you know, I'm, I'm as I said, I'm keen to read it. And, and you know, is, is it is it more? I think, I think hey, I'll just make it a big coloring book. You know what I mean? With like pop up pages and you know four or five words of a page. That'd be something I could get behind, right? But I wonder, actually, if I did a uh, an audio version of it, I wonder if that would be cool. Yeah, it might be cool. Oh, man, I'd be totally up for that. Who would maybe, uh, yeah. if you don't read it, would you get maybe Morgan Freeman or uh, what about Michael Caine? Yeah, I think um, both of those guys, you know, I keep approaching them. and Actually, no, they keep approaching me. I just have to turn them down all the time. You know, Morgan's always on the phone to me wanting to dictate my book, but, you know, I'm keeping the day. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Michael Caine would be good because no one would expect it. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, Peter O'Toole. Seven <laughs> thousand. <laughs> yeah, we got Joe Toy to to to, 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 to do the uh, the audio book. That'd be great. <laughs> Actually, that is a brilliant idea. 
Uh, it would kind of under it would kind of undermine the um, the uh, emotional uh, content of it to have a metaphor for a penis rattling on about my life. You know. <laughs> well, man, I uh, just uh, wanted to quickly ask you um, just about um, the Gore album Beyond Hell. Um, which is one of my yeah. favorite albums you produced. Um, I'm a massive Dave Brocky fan. Um, what was it like working with him? Uh, Dave was Dave was a brother, man. Me and him really got along well. And, um, you know, I was a fan of his since I was a kid. And uh, it just, he was going through some hard times at the time. And uh, we became uh, actually really good friends. And I uh, spent time with him, and he came up and spent time with me. And uh, we just became really good friends, man. I really understood where he was coming from. Very different people, but um, but you know I have nothing but love for Dave. When he died, I, I sadly wasn't surprised, but it was still a shock. And um, you know I think that uh, his work, well, all the things that I've done, you know, like uh, has has was a you know massive significance. So I love the guy. Yeah, me too, man. I was I was pretty sad. And uh, as I said, I'm a massive Gore fan and Dave Brocky fan, like his solo stuff as well. Like, I think, yep. yeah, so I, I just want to ask you about it because I love that album and I love the production. It's like two of my favorite things in the in the one. And it's, I think it's 10 years. It's just hit 10 years just recently, so since the release. Yes, yes. Yeah, thank you so much, man. It's great stuff again, dude. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm recovering from this stupid leg thing, and so uh, we'll see where we are next time we talk. <laughs> yeah, man, I hope you feel better, dude, and uh, hopefully see you down here soon. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to one dollar per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 